The 1998 Oscars seemed to be interested in two things, Queen Elizabeth and World War II. Three of the five Best Picture nominees were set in the war, depicting all three big events, the Pacific Theater and Thin Red Line, the European Front and Saving Private Ryan, and the Holocaust in Life is Beautiful. The other two showed the great monarch in two phases of life, becoming Queen and Elizabeth and snarking at everyone around her in Shakespeare in Love. This wasn't necessarily a new trend. The past three Oscar winners took place overseas, and in, in you'd have to go back to Silence of the Lambs to find a winner that took place in the present day. This, perhaps, was the year that people got tired of that trend. With the upset win over Saving Private Ryan, the 1998 winner became the most notorious winner of this era. But was it really that bad? That's up for debate as we discuss Shakespeare in Love. Pay attention, and you will see how genius creates a legend... This is Best Pictures, the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive. I'm Cody Lunsford, and I'm joined, as always, by... Words, words, words. I'm Mark Watlington. What light through... uh, Let me start over. What light through yonder window breaks wind? My name's Chad Oliver. Uh, Do they say words, words, words in this movie, Mark? Yeah. When he sits down and talks to the apothecary. I added the wind because, uh, you know, farts. They're funny. Right. (laughs) No, I got it. Trust me. Um, I got it. Yeah, we're talking about Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. Uh, and man, am I excited about it, guys. Um, so the way this show works is we pick our favorite movie from every year we've been alive. I pick one, Mark picks one, Chad picks one, and then we let the Academy pick, and, well, they picked this one, Shakespeare in Love. But before we talk about that, let's talk about what we've seen at the Megaplex recently. Chad, why don't you start us yeah, off? Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like I've done this the last three episodes where you talk want me to talk about something I've seen at the Megaplex, and I talk about something I've seen on Netflix, but it's okay. the trend continues. Yeah, uh, the Ballad of Buster Scrooge. Drugs. Uh, the Coen Brothers' new, um, I guess I guess it's a movie or a collection of short films. Anthology. Antholo- an, anth- an anthology movie. Film. Um, it's very good. Uh, three out of six are like really, really good. And then, you know, there's some, some pretty good ones. And then there's one that's bad. But uh, well, it's not bad. It's just not. It's just kind of nothing. But um, I saw someone call that one the best one recently. I've I've seen someone call every single one of them the best one at every single one. That's of them which, the worst because one. you know what? Which says something about this movie, and it's and it's okay, and we can all like different things, right, guys? We can all right. agree that some of Ch- us might like Ch- the crimes Ch- of Grindelwald, and that's fine. Uh huh. Chat's yeah. back because we've yelled at him for the past hour yeah. before you recorded. I'm just like really, it's really fine. We're all. I'm friends in a here. fragile state right now because of Chad. Yeah, can you fragile? You showed uh, me hey, your rankings of. Uh, you showed me these your rankings of the shorts in no uh, one Buster cares, Scruggs. Mark. Uh, no, yeah. I, I'm interested in hearing. I you liked Girl That Got Rattled more than I did. Yes, yeah, also more than I did. I'm not saying no one cares. Like we shouldn't like, and no one cares about right. the rankings because they do. But, but like we're yeah, just no. gonna say titles here, and nobody's ranking, gonna know what the fuck we're talking ranking about. Ranking Coen Brothers movies has become like a stereotype white guy thing. So like, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna ask you to recite the rankings that you right. already shared with me. That's all. I I've seen them. That's all I care about. But right. I want to. Uh, to speak of one short in particular that a lot of people have, I've seen this called the best. I think mm-hmm. more than I have. I saw someone was like, "This is like pure cinema," and I watched it and I was like, "This is pure boredom." This uh, is poor. Cody's taking a nap, friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, um, if I mean, you fall just to hear what, the short, what you thought of it, then you're not going to like <laughs> it. But you want to know why I liked it, basically? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I mean, it was like a little bit of like every emotion the Coen brothers can get out of us. Like it was like, and like, honestly, I don't think it's a new emotion that the, I've never had the Coen brothers get out of me, which is like, oh, that's, that's kind of sweet. And like, they, they like each other kind of feeling like, I don't think I've ever okay. seen like a, a real like romance. A true, like, yeah. Like, a, like the beginning of a romance. You've seen like the Marge and her husband at the end of Fargo is like, that's romance. Right. But that's like, we've lived but with like each other for the, a decade. The before sunrise, you know, I've seen the before midnight, yeah. but uh, I hadn't seen the before sunrise in a Cohen movie. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. So I never, I really I never like bought that. the romance is the problem. You, you what? I never really bought the romance. Oh. No, not really. Yeah, I bought it. I mean, I, th- people thought differently in the Old West, and they were still like being as sweet as they, they could. Yeah, um, and I, I get that. It just didn't really connect with me. Yeah. But I do, like, I, that's interesting to, to think of, like, that's not something that the mm-hmm. Coens have ever really done before. And then the finale of this one was, like, like tragic and like also exciting and uh, maybe a little problematic, but it's fine. And yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I I saw that and was like, so no one online is talking about right. this, which is weird. I think it's well, pretty I, obviously an homage to older movies, and I that's think so. But from. but but when you have like Westworld tackle the issue of the quote unquote savage na- native mm-hmm. like more head on, it's weird to just see a movie like dabble in the stereotype and not actually have anything to say about it. It, yeah. it, it's just odd. They just had other know? things to say, and uh, this wasn't the thing they wanted to say. It's it, it was a weird choice, and was there opportunity? Right. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Like make one of the shorts about that. Maybe I don't know. I, I, but yeah. also, they don't like have to. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, I, don't, it's, it's just I, I don't think it's bad that they didn't tackle it, but like, it's bad. It, it's maybe bad that they included it. It's, you know, it, they didn't have to tackle it, but they maybe. also didn't have to like have that. But it's know. part of the like the world of the old Western film yeah. that they're paying homage. It's part yeah. of like it's part of like the language of the genre yeah. is that like if you need a bad guy to show up, it is like this is Which who it sucks. is. Which does like, suck. That does suck. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but sometimes you just play in the play box you're given. And by you're given, I mean you picked for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So I was about to ask you guys one question. Now I'm going to mm. like rant about something else because Mark set it up about <laughs> the sandbox you picked to play in. Hey, fancy auteur boys, like fancy directors, once you start winning awards, you motherfuckers can make movies set modern day. You know that, right? Like it doesn't all have to become period pieces. Like I love the Coens, and burning burn after reading mm-hmm. isn't that long ago. It was but it's well, still like at the time I think it's set. No, no, no that's what I'm saying. Day, what yeah. I'm saying is oh, like yeah, it yeah. wasn't that long ago mm-hmm. when they made. And they were definitely already regarded as like incredible filmmakers when they made that movie. Right, yeah. but it's just like them and Tarantino and like mm-hmm. Spielberg will even do it. The thing I mean, is that for like, the most part, but it's just like why are they all period pieces like make i want to see your take on the modern world a little bit i don't know like the thing I just, is that i think with a lot of people when they're given a big budget what they think is oh i can spend this on like costumes and set pieces whereas like it's hard to do like mm-hmm. a real like period piece in a low budget mm-hmm. so sometimes when you get a big budget you're like okay let's go back to elizabethan times 
Like and, I want I want Tim Burton to do a modern day movie again. Like still make it like weird and Tim Burton-y, mm-hmm. but like go back to modern movies. Yeah. Like what I, I think uh, is what I think is interesting about directors like Christopher Nolan, who like will make a World War Two movie, but will also make like Inception or Interstellar. I'm I really guess, excited is also in to the future. see. But right. he, he he does stuff in the present day as well as stuff in the olden times. Right, because Inception was like future sort of, but mm-hmm. it basically was modern day. Interstellar um, was a yeah. little more in the future, but it still felt modern. Like it still felt right. like barely in the future, even though there was like some tech. Right. Um I I'll be interested to see if Nolan keeps doing period pieces now. Like I hope mm-hmm. that's not the case. But like I don't, know. I just, I don't think so. I don't I think mean, so his last either. movie before like, Dunkirk was Interstellar. So, like... Right. Yeah. It might be, like, every other movie is a period piece. Well, just, but like, that's his first period piece. Dunkirk? Right, right, right. No, you're right. No, 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 no. Sorry. Prestige is a period piece. Yes. Oh, Prestige is good. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that all period pieces are bad. Like, I don't think that. I just think, like, hey, hey... Tarantino, hey, I, hey, Cohen's, like, make something modern mm-hmm. too. Like, yeah. we, we know what you have to say about these things now. I'm just going to point out that Soderbergh <laughs> trying to think of a period piece, and it's tough. Well, Fincher is another one where yeah. Benjamin Button, but yeah. that's like a sci-fi weird movie. But like, uh, Social Network was a period piece to to, to you know, uh, yeah. five, like five years. I want ago, more but. early two thousands period pieces. I find them interesting. Better Call Saul. Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake is set in like 2011, I think. Interesting. Well, now maybe I'm it's 2009. To... I don't know. It's like very specifically first term Obama, and it gives an exact date on it as well, hmm. which is weird. I am starting to realize that all of Greta Gerwig's movies are period pieces. Like the Francis the... Hall is not. Okay, she didn't direct that one. She wrote it. Okay, but I'm talking about the one she directed, which is Lady Bird, which is a period piece. Mm -hmm. And then uh, uh, Little Women's going to be set like in olden times. So it's like, fuck, Lady Gerwig. I was about to call her Lady Gerwig. Can can Uh, we call her Lady Gerwig? (laughs) Uh, um, Greta Gerwig, make a modern day movie, I guess. Um, I don't don't think that two movies is like a whole career. It doesn't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Tarantino supposedly is making 10 movies. He's not going to make a modern one before he's done again. No. Like, I just... I I, I, I don't buy that 10-movie bullshit. Yeah, he'll want us to keep making movies. Yeah. yeah. You would think. Hey, speaking of movies, really uh, Cody, what have you seen yeah. in the movies recently? Uh, I saw... Uh, I went to go hang out with my two best friends, uh, Ralph, he of the Wreck-It variety, mm. and uh, Princess Vanellope Von Schweetz. Um, and I saw Ralph breaks the internet, and fam, it's good. I think it's better than the first Wreck It Ralph, which is a movie that I liked a pretty decent amount. Um, is Bowser in this one? No, but Sonic is our our Heck Lord and Savior yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog oh, is, is in this movie and Pikachu. has lines. He has lines uh, in Pikachu this one. Is not. He has lines. Is he, he voiced says, like, by Ben Schwartz? No, oh. uh, um, but he's voiced by the Sonic guy, yeah. like the oh. the. the the video Sonic games. Boom and uh, yeah, is Boom is that Gotta the, go the fast. show? Yes, yeah. Boom is the show. Um, but he uh, like he has lines. Hey, like in uh, the first one, he just is on like a billboard, but in this one, like he speaks to Ralph. Yeah, uh, which is fun. And uh, hey, call it Sonic Zoom. He's fast. Yeah, that's better. It's a better, better name. Just fix your show. Cartoon um, Network. 
I think a lot of people were worried that it was going to be like the Disney synergy movie. And there are sequences in the quote unquote, Oh my Disney, but it actually like functions pretty well and works. And the princesses are a absolute delight. Um, uh, spinoff TV series. You think one can pray, one can <laughs> pray that this leads to like a Disney plus style show where uh-huh. the princesses team up and go on adventures. Or I just, um, or just hang out show, in the Jamie I don't James. know. I don't know if they would do more movies like that. No, 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 not movies, but like a, or I mean, yeah, I, Disney plus, like I literally don't know. They could do whatever they want. And I think the princesses, there's a, give me the teen it. Titans go of Disney princesses where they're just like, when they're not oh, doing good, their princess yeah. shit, they're just hanging out in their jammies, having sleepovers and getting into antics. And they're just, oh, they're just rich good. characters. I, I, I like know? that. Um, they're, and one uh, of them has ice powers. Right. There's a lot of references like in the background of stuff, but it isn't just reference city, which is I think what a lot of people were worried about. I think the arc of the film is actually like really mm-hmm. emotionally moving and honestly probably relatable to us as three guys who were good friends and then had to move away from each other mm-hmm. and how to like kind of grapple with that. Um it it has a really interesting take on the internet as a whole um mm-hmm. i think it's good it's like it made me cry like i don't what else you want from me stop did, yelling did <laughs> he break good. the internet uh i mean no spoilers but like yeah <laughs> i've been i've been i've been trying to google has ralph broken the internet and literally nothing pops up i saw today so, right. on twitter that uh amanda Bynes broke the internet um and i was like nah ralph i don't know no, why it's they, ralph they they like it, it's the paper magazine who yeah. were the people who did the yeah. Kim Kardashian one. So I don't like know why they keep just doing the same shit. But yeah, like and I mean it's headline. just like instead of saying broke the internet, just say she's four years sober and she's doing well. Like she's doing great yeah. and we're all happy for yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. make some more movies, uh, Amanda. Like make the headline Amanda, please. Amanda, please. Re- reboot, reboot the show. Um, I loved it a lot. Um, it it will be fun to go back to it and be like, oh, references, references. Um, but like, I I think the movie like stands well enough, like what? just as a character arc and an emotional through line throughout the whole thing. Okay, Ready Player One, Rec- Ralph breaks the Fuck internet. Off. <laughs> Which one does references better? Or Ralph breaks the internet because it has substance to its references. Cool. Which one of them has more references? Ooh. Uh, Ready Player One. Does Ralph breaks mm. the internet reference cocktail? No. Mm. Which is I don't care. I, it's all, you it's see all I lightning, care about. You see Lightning McQueen in the back of a shot, and I was like, oh, shit, there's lightning. <laughs> um, you see Baby Groot. You see, you see Baby Groot. Like, does he say yeah. it? Oh, Does yeah. he say it? Oh, Chad, you know he says oh. it. I don't want to ruin the movie for you. I but like it when he says it. You know it. he says it. Um, wait, it, wait, it was. What does he? What does he say? You know what? Oh, it, we, you know. You know what he says. Come on, come on. I still have to watch it. Um, it 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 truly is very very good. I love it. Um, yeah, go watch it. Ralph breaks the internet. And if you haven't seen Ralph, wreck it, Ralph one. <laughs> Talk much. Yeah. If you haven't seen Wreck-It Ralph 1, also watch that one. But this one's much better. Um, not that that one was bad. C- but Cody, yeah. when, when editing this podcast, I hear myself tripping over my words constantly. And uh, mm-hmm. that I don't know what that was back there telling you talk much. Yeah, like that you was know, I mean, uncalled for. It's fine. 
it's fine. frankly kind of mean. What have you seen at the Megaplex recently? I also saw a movie with like a fun, catchy title or like a fun, you know, you know, just like a romp. Widows. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> did they have the balls? You, uh, you want to tell us? Yeah, you want to. They tell did us have the it? balls to pull it off. Uh, but they were just ladies, uh, trying to do, I w- so I, I thought that the movie was going to be about like these women being like, our husbands would have wanted this to be strong after they die. But the, the whole movie was like, um, well, our lives are like, it never seemed like they were doing something for the memory of their husband as much as like, this is what I have to do to literally continue to live. Right. Cause uh, they owe a lot which, of money because of their dumb husbands from my yeah. understanding. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Liam Neeson stole money and promised people that he would give it to them and then didn't. Uh, so they're mad. Man, right. I gotta see this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's super good. It uh, it it feels like a like arty movie if that makes sense. Um, while still feeling very much like um, a, f- a heist. Does movie. it feel arty? Because yeah. it looks like it's just a. Uh, Heist action, no. like crowd pleaser nah, movie, it, just done it, it really well. Nah, it feels, feels it doesn't feel super arty. Like it doesn't feel like Suspiria, and that you're like, oh, no. this is just an art film. But like, there are a lot of like long, thoughtful discussions and shots, and like, it like, is, like weird close ups that are kind of like blurred as like uh, like whispered lines happen. Like, and the, yeah. there's a there's a whole like car ride and conversation where like there's a conversation happening oh, inside of the car, so but the shot good. is just like panning out. around the it's neighborhood. Like, it's like panning around the car as it's driving, and it's just like this gorgeous like. It's such a such a great shot and conversation. Like you basically clearly, see it go from a poor neighborhood, mm-hmm. and as it turns, it becomes a rich, like white neighborhood. Yeah, just to show like, like the effects of gentrification and like you kind of like putting people who are like less wealthy. Like, okay, here's here's the spot you have to live, and then we'll live right next door and not help you at all. Right. Um. It it very much feels like every aspect of it is well thought out. And you feel like you're in safe hands the entire time. And part of that is Steve McQueen is like a, just a genius director. Yeah. Part of it is Academy uh, award winning, uh, Mm -hmm. director. Yeah. Uh, and And then then also Jillian Flynn wrote it. Who is, so you know that like the, the crime, the crime is going to be well written and it's going to have like really strong female characters. Yeah. Who are messy. Like that's what she's very good at is like writing female, like strong female characters, yeah. but not the they're strong, therefore they must be perfect. Like they're right. messy and like, yeah. I still haven't seen she, Gone Girl. Awesome. What the fuck? I have it in my so head. Good. I'm going to read the book first and then I'm no, never, I'm never going to. Hey, I am never going not. to read that book. You're literally not. In a million years. I don't read. Uh, <laughs> Chad doesn't know how to, I is the truth. Never learned. Um, never learned. Didn't think it would be important. Nope. I know how to write. I can write things out. I just cannot read it back. You can't read it later. As you write it, you're just like, what the fuck is this? That explains why all the time you're like, hey, Mark, can you read this? And I just read it out loud to you. And you're like, oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Um, hey, we want to talk about Shakespeare and love because yeah, the, and, uh, the um, plot is dense. Yeah. So it's going to be hard to get and, through. And uh, guys, I, I, I have a surprise for you guys, okay? 
So okay. I arranged no. I arranged something for you guys, and I I think oh. you're gonna be really happy about it. Is it, it a field trip? Are we gonna um, go on a field trip? No, uh, uh, it's uh. it's a guest. It's our first. Well, not our first guest, but I have a guest for the podcast. Oh, okay. And well, uh, I, I, be, why didn't I see this coming? Why I normally why schedule the guests? Um, hold on, hold on, one second. Yeah, Queen Elizabeth, go home. Oh, someone else came. <laughs> oh, so we double sorry. booked. We double yeah. booked. Oh, we double so booked. Queen Elizabeth's gone. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's the director of the film. Uh, he should be getting here oh. any second now. Uh, oh, who the fuck is the director? Gosh, of I, this guys, film? I really gotta pee. Uh, I'll be right okay. back. But if he comes, just you know, welcome him. Um, okay, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll get up and go. Yeah, let me Google who the director of Let's this see, film is. The director is. of this Why film is. Um, he also directed. John Madden? Oh shit. Okay, fine. Come in. Hey guys, in. how's it going? <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> oh, uh, is this the Best Pictures podcast? Yeah. Boy, uh, am I excited to talk to you guys about some football. Uh-huh. <laughs> John, I have to say I'm a huge fan. Uh, I loved uh, Mrs. Brown. Uh, uh-huh. The, huh? you the, the Cleveland Slavis. Browns? You like them? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really great. Oh, uh, originally good, a good. BBC movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen some by... movies lately. You see The Blind Side? <laughs> Yeah, I really I like no. the blind side. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Hey, I'm sorry, John. I'm having a hard time hearing you. You're gonna have to speak uh-huh. a little louder. Hey, John. Yeah, John. I, I, I really liked how you, you made a movie called The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, and people were like, I, "Well, that's the best it's gonna I, be. It's not gonna get better than that." Huh? And then, then you released the second best exotic marigold, mar- marigold yeah, hotel, I have a question and people well. were like, "Well." We were right that it wasn't going to get any better, what? but at least there's one more. Yeah, I I, I got to be perfectly honest with you, Cody. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's fine. I'll remove that from my tight five about the best exotic marigold hotel. Also, I can't uh, pronounce that word, so it John, definitely shouldn't be my standup. You guys want to talk uh, about the Rams or, or the, the playoffs coming up or something? What, what am I doing here? Um, well, well, someone Chad, gets rammed I, in this movie, if you know what I mean. Oh, boy. Uh uh, John, John what I was gonna say John. is that I'm I'm a big fan of the of the of the video games personally. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. I had I had Madden 08 for Wii. I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out the fact Wait. that you had to throw it like this was a little bit too much work. You had to actually move your hand to throw the ball. Too much work and never played a full game. <laughs> yeah, John Madden. I have yeah. a couple questions. Mm. Um, first, I want to tell you about it. I'm gonna do it like a true. Q&A and uh, not ask a question, just tell a story about yeah. me. Um, Great. <laughs> uh, okay, I, sounds I was, fun for me. Okay, <laughs> glad I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I was watching a uh, football game, uh, actually. Oh, a, a, I love it. I game the other gotta day. tell you, love football. Um, the reason I was watching it was because I knew that that football game was going to premiere the Lion King trailer. Um, but but tell Wait, me, I'm sorry. The oh, I thought you said the football game was going to premiere at the Lion King trailer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Lion, Lion King trailer premiered at the the the, the game. Um, but as I was watching the game, yeah, I was I, I I was I was faced with a big question of why in the year of our Lord 2018. Is it Thanksgiving? And we allow two football games, one of them 
<laughs> with the name Cowboys and uh, one of them with the name Redskins yeah. to play on Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, well, you know, it's a tragedy. And I think the, the Washington Redskins should uh, change the name. Uh, that's uh, oh, that's coming. John Madden. That. I that's, love that's it. At John Madden. It's a disgrace. Uh-huh. And that's just uh, not unacceptable. They, I heard the uh, I heard the people that make the, made, that made the decision were actually the Cohen brothers. <laughs> uh, right, they exactly. said they well that's that's that's, uh, that's what we kind yeah of it's to just do. what we've always done that's what the um, options were um Matt, uh, john i have one question and we'll cut back to a half time yeah yeah uh, sounds good uh who do you uh, wait think... i have one more question after mark yeah so after yeah. that good half time i just want to hear your your super bowl predictions for this year 1998 <laughs> shit 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 tell shit. me tell mark, me do you have it pulled up <laughs> do not son of a bitch well okay. i'll pull it up i just <laughs> Let me uh, just tell me, like, what what teams do you think are doing well? Uh, of course, uh, most of the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, most of the players <laughs> who are playing today in 2018, not really playing in uh, 1999. So tell me, well, uh, I'll tell who's you uh, who I think is going to be playing in San Diego, California, at the Qualcomm uh, Stadium. Nope, uh, <laughs> idiot! Yeah. You looked up the one four ninety eight, and it would have been the game in ninety nine for the ninety eight uh, season. I know that. But nice strike. Uh, I was Madden. making sure you're uh, all no, on to your hate, toes. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, I was not clear. Um, right, right. Uh, I'm sure just it was type another one after that. On the, the name of the <laughs> So, so, so you mean the, the the game played at the Pro Player Stadium in Miami, Florida, now part of the that's, suburb of Miami Gardens, uh, which became a separate city in two thousand three. My money's on the Packers, personally. Uh, what are yeah. you looking at? You fucked up again. I, I'm not looking at anything. This is just me going off my gut. Uh, I know football. I think uh-huh. Brett Favre was around in the late nineties. Well, he okay. was just really making a scene there. Y'all, the Broncos defeated the Falcons by the score of thirty-four to nineteen. I don't know Wait, what you uh, the Super Bowl all are of nineteen ninety-eight has not happened yet. So uh, that begs the uh-huh. question: uh, What are you, some kind of wizard kid? Uh, hey, uh, yeah. John, it sounds like you should maybe go find a sports better, uh, place some money on that one. We'll come back to you uh, at the two-minute warning. I gotta say, Wait, it feels I... like that that uh, fantasy movie, The Back to the Future, where you got the sports almanac uh-huh. or something. Sports you, almanac, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, this is your two-minute warning. Do you have anything to say? <laughs> Wait, I have I have a question for him. Okay, and then I gotta get going because uh, yeah, 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 I, I got football to play with my nephews. Right, I um. <laughs> what do you say? What are their names? What the are their names? Oh, John Madden Jr. and John Madden Jr. Your nephew. Jr. Yeah, my nephews. Yep. My brother uh-huh. named brother them after really love my you. brother's wife. <laughs> yeah. Insisted on naming them after me instead of uh, after her husband. So. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Yeah. John Madden. Go um on. they uh spit it out, kid. I, I, I'm 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 really interested about halftime shows. Um mm. at the uh at the Cowboys and Redskins game I was speaking of previously, they allowed Megan Trainer to do their halftime Megan show. Megan who? Why? She was training uh, animal yeah. trainer or something? Yep. Um anyway, it's one of the trailers from the football teams. <laughs> scuttlebutt scuttlebutt on the uh blog. And what were they doing um, playing a Lion King trailer? That movie came out like five years ago. <laughs> yeah, I know it's bizarre. Uh, things get real fucking in a few years. Um, so, uh, a scuttlebutt is that they're going to uh, have Maroon Five for the uh, halftime show Maroon? for uh, 2019. I, I don't follow these. Can, can kids, we just? Uh, well, music I just like groups. a lot of people aren't. A lot of people aren't happy with them being the people who play 
Maybe they're a bit bored. So I just want to know, like, who can you replace them? Do you have anybody John, in mind that you would like to replace them with? John, to clarify, uh, uh, Michael Maroon Jackson 5, would put on a good show. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Bad news. Uh, maybe Anyone Prince else? one day. Uh, okay, well, um, any, any, anyone else? Mm, I don't know. Is David Bowie available for a no. halftime show? Well, or? Got some bad news, my friend. Um. Yeah, no, John. Oh. Not, none of none of those are available. John, have you heard of? I guess Maroon Five at the time was called Kara's Flowers. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're great. <laughs> you frequent the bar scene in Atlanta, Georgia, often. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they got. Uh, I, I go by the Varsity. I eat five cheeseburgers and then I go over to some bars. Yeah, well, great. All Listen right, John. Great. John, we have to talk about our film podcast. All right, I'm going to go uh, eat uh, two orders of onion rings and five cheeseburgers. Uh, I'll be back at halftime. Uh, no, we're right. good. We're good. You got it. No, you I'll, be back, I'll be back at halftime. I'll be back. No, we'll I see think you we're for the fine. posting oh, coverage, John. I'll be good. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, wow, John Madden, so, a real, hey guys, a real hero of mine. I'm back from uh, so, peeing. I peed in the bathroom it's, with my penis. It's so interesting that... I didn't know who the director was. I Googled it and saw the name and literally it was like staring off into the distance as I knew who was about to come speak to us. <laughs> oh, um, he came by? John Madden? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. John you missed him completely. Yeah. Unfortunately, it was the wrong John Madden. Oh, I put the wrong <laughs> yeah. one? Oh. Yeah. yeah you, That's too bad. You got the dead one. Um, they mo- <laughs> they might both be dead. I don't know. No, I, think I also John, now have John to check Madden, if John Madden's dead. John Madden, the second best exotic mirror the hotel came out like yeah. two years ago. Yeah, like he's he should uh, still yeah. be kicking unless it like very recently happened. But uh, wait, fuck! J- neither John Madden is dead. <laughs> so fuck. Well, yeah, me. he was just here, right? Like, of course he's <laughs> yeah, not. Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you just know, was like, he's been old forever. I think he retired you know kind of recently, and that might be what you're thinking of. Yeah, maybe, I think so. maybe you know Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Uh, that's a movie written by the co-writer of this movie. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Um, that's that, that wasted way. Did you mean Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, or did you mean Lion King one and a half? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. The connection was spotty. I meant Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Lion King one and a half. Okay, so uh, Shakespeare he wrote in Love. the stage play and then helped adapt it for the screen. Oh, he did do the stage play. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Me either. Um, this, this movie makes me want to see it. Yeah, had, it, had either one of you boys <laughs> seen this movie before? I forgot no. how we started because John I, Madden um, just yeah, made him such a big star. So I had never yeah, seen honestly. any John Madden movie. Uh, just played his uh, video games, but uh, no. Hadn't seen this movie no. before. I've not seen this movie either, Marcus. How about you? Uh, I think I had seen one scene of this movie. Uh, it was played for me in like English class. Interesting. So you I, I, did you guys know like anything about this movie? No, no. Um, I honestly didn't even know if it was going to be like about William Shakespeare. I didn't know what era it was going to be set in. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like literally, I was thinking. Leonardo DiCaprio might be in this because I got it mixed up with uh, <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet. Um, oh, so like right. literally, well, that I, movie's had, fine. I had no idea what this movie was going in. Right. Confusingly, well, when I was showing the clip of this movie in English class, I also thought it was Romeo plus Juliet <laughs> because immediately afterward they showed like the the scene where William goes to the balcony and talks to Viola. Mm-hmm. Viola. 
which yeah. is like kind of straight up the balcony scene in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Yes, very so, so I was shown that in English class and then immediately after was showed the following scene in Romeo plus Juliet and was like, how are these the same movie? One <laughs> of them is using Shakespearean language and the other one is not, but is set in Shakespearean time. I'm so right. confused. Where did they get these guns? <laughs> um, uh, Romeo plus Juliet's a bizarre movie, but I think it's good. Um, uh, here's the thing I kn- knew about this movie. This is the movie that point to when they point to the height of Harvey yeah, Weinstein's power. Because he like, made it win, basically. Basically lobbied and fought for mm-hmm. it hard enough and used intense marketing strategies. And it's what made him become such an Oscar force is him having yeah. this movie beat Saving Private Ryan. Which like definitely, in my opinion, should have beat this movie. Uh, what, we'll get to what, it. Yeah. But yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't well, I feel like Mark agrees also, but... I do agree, although I like this movie much more than either of you. Yes, uh, in, 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 in Goldilocks fashion, Mark likes it a lot, mm-hmm. Chad does not, and I am in the middle. You are just wrong, it's better than <laughs> Um, I am a Queen Latifah vehicle because I am just right. With a W, I think. Um, okay, what? let's talk about the plot of this movie. You lost me. I don't um, think so. I'm sorry. I don't think so. She was in a movie called Just Right, and oh. I'm pretty sure someone's name in that movie is W-R-I-G-H-T. Let's let's hop into the plot. So, old Billy Shakes is a poor playwright. He's working for Philip Henslow, who owns the Rose Theater. Uh, Billy Shakes is working on a play called Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter, but he's having a hard time. Um, he sleeps with Rosalind, yeah. who is the mistress of Richard Burbage, who William is trying to get to buy the play from Henslow. Shakespeare gets bummed out when he finds out that Rosalind is sleeping with someone else. Henslow owns money, so he starts auditions on the play, even though it's not finished. A lot of setup. Yeah, yeah. he's just uh, Shakespeare's living his life, basically. We, is, I, the one way I did not expect this movie to start is a torture sequence. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it is a weird, weird start. Yeah, for like what the movie just becomes, or it's just like a straightforward romance, <laughs> right? To start with, like a torture sequence. So, so they're torturing like, Henslow uh-huh. because he owes money. Yeah, but they're like talking about cutting out his tongue, cutting off his nose, cutting off his ears. Like, it's a. Brutal I thought, I thought it was a performance. Like, I thought they were doing. I was like, okay, so they're doing it on stage, and then it's going to reveal people watching. Hey, fam, not what happens. Nah. nah. But, like, it seems so heightened and weird yeah. that I thought it was. Well, when they first, like, we were, like, zooming into the theater, that's what I thought. But once they were in mm-hmm. the scene, I was like, oh, no, this is, like, for real. Like, they're actually, like, cooking his feet over a fire. Right. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, weird way to start the movie. I mean, the whole, like, first part of the movie doesn't feel super important. Like, I guess it's setting up, like, who these characters right. are and, like, the fact that they're doing a play. But, like, none of... None of it really matters until you meet Viola. And to, to me, like, nothing of this movie matters at all except for, like, Viola and the whole romance of it. Yeah. Right. Which, so, like, um, uh, we'll talk about it more later, but clearly what they're doing is they're, like, telling a Shakespeare-type story about yes. Shakespeare. Yeah. Yes. And I feel like everything Shakespeare that I've seen and experienced is pretty front-loaded with, like, the setup that you don't really need. Like eventually yeah. it'll just be about Romeo and Juliet, but at first you got to get through some, some, some of the 
quote unquote boring stuff. Yeah, but that's pretty accurate. But it's also like kind of charming and fun at the same time. Like you're always like, I don't like, know what the fuck is happening. Like here it is. Yeah, in, at this, in this movie, at, yeah. At this point, it's kind of like bouncing around with a bunch of fun characters doing mm-hmm. weird stuff. People are fucking Cat and Barbosa. Yeah, uh, one in or Oscar nominated for this, which I think is weird. Wait, that what? is weird. This is yeah. my, I mean, he's not bad in this, but like if I had to pick my least favorite, uh, Jeffrey Joffrey Rush, what is it? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Uh, if I had to pick a least favorite Jeffrey Rush performance, it would be this one. Yes, well, you haven't had, seen Shine. Yeah, I have not. well, Shine won and uh, is a not one that I would pick to win either. Um, yeah. uh, he's not bad in Shine, that movie. What year was that? Boring. 96. Uh, um, it's about a guy who plays piano. Um, yeah. got it. Uh, the other Oscar nominations for acting are Gwyneth Paltrow for best lead. She's good. I think she's yeah, good in this. She's great. And, uh, the queen. Interesting. It's weird. Cause that part is not that big really, but and she won. What the fuck? I don't understand. Who is she up against? Um, I could. I'll I'll pull it up and tell you what is what is what is weirder though is that literally the movie Elizabeth was also Oscar nominated. Um, That's Kate Blanchett, right? Kate Blanchett was nominated for Best Actress. Um, much better performance, Uh and I mean much like she has more more to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But she didn't win. No. Weird, because this performance is just uh, of the Queen is very silly. It's like almost like cartoony, like it's a little stereotype. I don't know. It's just it's fine. It's what the movie needed it to be, but like, and it's like three scenes tops too. Like was, I don't know. Did Harvey get his greasy little bad bad little fingers all over th- that nomination Prob- too? I mean, probably, probably, like, yeah. probably for most of because that just doesn't make sense. No, not really. Judy Dench had been nominated for John Madden's previous movie. And so like she the might have had some man? of that. Uh yeah, the football man. No, she yeah. was in Miss Brown and got nominated for that as well. Um Got it. So it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, we really like this actress, oh, so we're gonna nominate her when she shows also up. Also Gwyneth it. Paltrow won. Yeah, you said that. Oh, I don't I didn't I didn't know if I said that. Uh so the other nominees who are supporting are Kathy Bates, Brenda Blethlin. Kathy, Kathy Bates and what? Primary Colors. Weird. Okay. Brenda Blethlin and Little Voice. Rachel Griffiths and Hillary and Jackie, which is not about Hil- Hillary Clinton and Jackie Kennedy, by the way. I, I checked. <laughs> wow. um, Lynn Redgrave in Gods and Monsters. Wow. Have seen none of those yep. movies. So I, I guess it makes sense now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Just because Pro- I don't know, but... I think Gods and Monsters was a pretty big movie of that era. Primary yeah. Colors were Gods and Monsters had like three acting nominations because that's Anthony Hopkins playing James no. Well. I think it's Ian McClellan playing James Well. Okay, well I had the James Well part right. Yeah, good for you. Um, um that's that's about a gay man in Hollywood, um, closet a gay man in Hollywood directing Frankenstein is the premise of that movie. Bride that's all I know. Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Whatever. I have the most of the details right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Robert Benini won for Best Actor in Life of Beautiful, which is uh, a weird movie. 
I kind of like it, and I do think the performance is interesting, but it is kind of giving the guy from The Artist best actor. Yeah. Like it's very similar to that. It just it feels like a, uh, a comedy about the Holocaust. Yeah. Which it isn't really a comedy, but it feels like a comedy, and I was like, too it, soon? It, it, it's a comedy at parts, but it's like not making fun of this stuff. Like, yeah. it's not making fun of the Holocaust. It's more like finding humor in dark times. I don't know. I found it interesting. I liked it okay. Um, but it is definitely anyway. somebody doing, like, Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, like, in the middle of the Holocaust. Buster Keaton also made a Holocaust movie, I think. Uh, uh, not, it wasn't You're released. thinking of Charlie Chaplin oh, okay, doing The okay. Great Dictator, which is about... No, Hitler. I'm thinking of Bringing the Clowns, I think. I, you're thinking of The Day the Clowns Cried, yes. which is not Buster Yes, Keaton. who was that? That is Day the Clown. It's is a famous it, comedian. Uh, uh, it's, he's still clowns. alive, because people think that when he dies, it'll be released. Day the Clowns Cried. Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis. There it is. Anyway, um, Holocaust anyway. comedies. <laughs> I, I had no context to contribute to that in any capacity. Yeah, so. it's fine. It's fine, Chad. Um, okay, so that's so that's some interesting award stuff going in. Um, so Viola, who is played by Gwyneth Paltrow, as we have uh, discussed, um, she is one of two uh, Best Pictures alumni in this movie. She previously was in Seven. Do you, uh, Mark? Yeah probably did the research so he knows chad do you know who the other best picture alumni in this movie i actually do best picture alumni alumnus not not jeffrey rush it's not Uh, mm. i could have missed one but the like so there may be an extra one but there is definitely Mm -hmm. one that i found pretty obviously can you tell me what movie they were in no nope. give it away <laughs> it will definitely, we'll give, definitely it away. give it away i'm trying definitely to think give it away. i'm looking at the cast um, right now and oh, i'm working on it is colin firth in something we talked about nope no? nope but it, he will be because uh wait he's not in baddington kingsman dude. number two uh is going to be talked about one day um right cody what you do you know no. that ralph fiends and josephines are different right yes i do okay okay are you guys ready? Drum yeah. roll. Ben Affleck, motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, I forgot I was that so he was surprised in... he was in this movie, and then I guess so quick to forget that he was in this movie. <laughs> yes. Wait, what yeah. else was he in? Days, uh, Days and Confused. Confused. He was a bully. I, I Both that he's tiny in that roles. Yeah. <laughs> Both tiny mm-hmm. roles. Uh, it's funny because, like, in this movie, he was, like, playing somebody who was, like, trying to make his role, like, bigger. And then... Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually think he's kind of good in this movie when i, I saw too. that yeah. ben when i saw that ben affleck was in this movie i was like lol what because yeah. like didn't know he could do an accent like you know he just right. is normally playing kind of the boston boy he yeah, looks right. like channing tatum in this movie he kind of does but he, yeah, he's i good didn't in see it. that but interesting um but yeah i he kind of like melted into his role and I like forgot I was watching Ben Affleck when he was on screen, which like can't say that for justice league. Um, right. (laughs) I feel like I'm just watching any other movies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting Um, because the, not to jump it too far ahead in the plot. I don't know if you want to drive us to Ben Affleck, but it's not a drive worth taking. Um, nah, just, just talk about him. He plays like a famous actor who they get to join the, the cast to play like uh, a minor character. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mer- like Cuscio, doesn't he? Yeah, Mer- Mercutio, who isn't like a minor character, but he's like Romeo's. He's friend. got the big death. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but it's interesting because like the whole like he has a huge ego which is like interesting to watch it nowadays like if he had taken this role this year it would be like a comment on his celebrity status but at the time it was like no he's just taking a role i don't know he was pretty pretty, famous at this point i mean he he was he was hot like post goodwill hunting yeah it's it's interesting that he takes this role, which could be said to comment on his fame. And Matt Damon was in like was also a hidden face in a movie. You know what I mean? He was in Goodwill like Hunt- a million times. Which one yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> no, I mean this year he was. Oh, okay, in, okay, okay. Uh, uh, my movies, Having Private Ryan, and like, oh, it right, doesn't right, show right, up right, until right. the third act. All right. That's true. I just think about like how Matt Damon's like MO in movies now is uh-huh. to just pop up randomly and you're like, well, like, fuck, Matt Damon's here. The fact that he is like n- not on the cover of Saving Private Ryan and like, he kind of like sneaks into that movie mm-hmm. a little bit is like the most Matt Damon shit. It's so funny. It's especially now. Like, yeah, like, oh, only because of now. Like at the time, it like, didn't mean anything. But. It almost feels like a spoiler to mention movies that he's in now. But like Interstellar. It is because is there one, is a movie that Chad hasn't seen yet of this year where he randomly shows up. I mean, Straight if up. you're talking about Unsane, I've seen that one. Oh, okay. oh fuck. I didn't know you had seen that yet. Well, yeah, Cody, Unsane. this is the literally the third time we've talked about Matt Damon being in Unsane. The first time I tried <laughs> yeah, to Bring it up, and you screamed at me and told me to cut it from the podcast. Yeah, but now, but now it's been on Amazon for a while, so people miss, miss their <laughs> sure. chance. But he's also in Deadpool for literally three seconds. So is Brad um, Pitt, though. So is Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt's Matt cameo Damon, is better. Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk are just random garbage, like mm-hmm. people in one scene. <laughs> like yeah. literally, no That's reason so for it. It's weird because Alan it's, Tudyk it's is fine. in the X Men universe. No, you idiot. That's Alan oh, Cumming. Oh, that's Alan Cumming. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are times where I have to like decode Mark's brain <laughs> to figure out what the fuck he's talking about. It okay. is really, really a mystery quick. in there. Yeah. Um. So Viola, she's a daughter of a wealthy merchant who is a major... The merchant isn't. She is a major Shakespeare stan. Uh, she disguises herself as a man, Thomas Kent, uh, because nobody would ever suspect that Superman's dad uh, was a girl the whole time. That's a fun <laughs> joke for me. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No, I fucked that up. Uh, it's Jonathan Kent is his dad. I mix yeah, up Thomas Wayne and Jonathan Kent. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Kent. Fuck it, me. It's, it's fine. Was yeah, that on whatever. purpose, Kent? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Like a secret um, identity? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it, uh, it's probably a Shakespeare reference. Yeah, that I just don't get, or a reference like of the time. Uh, in, so she wants to audition for the play. Shakespeare takes notice of Kent when he recites a passage from Two Gentlemen from Verona, but when Shakespeare starts asking, Asking questions, Viola gets nervous and runs away. Will pursues and leaves a note with her nurse, giving Thomas Kent the part. He then mm-hmm. sneaks into a party they're throwing for her betrothment uh, and dances with Viola and is love struck instantly. He gets kicked out by Vo- Viola's soon-to-be fiancé, Colin Firth, uh, a.k.a. Wessex. And when is asked his name after Wessex threatens to kill him, he gives the name of Christopher Marlowe, a more popular yeah. playwright. Before Will leaves, he confesses his love to Viola, who is on a balcony. There's just so much, like, it's very Shakespearean where there's, like, so Every, much little shit happening. It's like, that's it's important. like how in Seinfeld, like, every plot line is gonna weave in like this just lays yeah. so many so many plot lines down in like every scene there's like here are three things that will come up later so recapping yeah. it is like all right here's a beat by beat breakdown of these scenes 
Yeah, which, um, like, as I was trying to, like, condense the plot summary, I was like, I can't because everything comes back later. Yeah, which is, like, really cool. Like, Shakespeare, of course, was doing that. But to to imitate that is really cool. And it it feels kind of sloppy and messy, but it is also kind of fun to see it happen. Yeah, to me, I agree. It, to me, it just felt obvious. Like, I don't know, like, five minutes into the movie... Uh, I just saw how it was going to go beat for beat because like, I know I've like read two Shakespeare plays. And so like, I don't know. It just felt like kind of why are we making this movie now in a way it, it, to me? I don't know if I necessarily saw every beat coming, but it was really, mm-hmm. a, it was a very fun ride to be on. And they lived. Yeah. I didn't see that coming necessarily. <laughs> they yeah, but they couldn't together. be together, which yeah. didn't yeah. really make... Well, spoilers, but that, uh, that didn't make sense to me why that was the case. It's the era. She was already married when that was happening. Yeah. yeah. She was married at that point. That's why. They didn't have the ceremony. She, like, she was actually... It, right? No, 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 no. They had the ceremony. Like, it, it like, Oh, finished. she was, like, legally married. Yeah. Yeah, she was legally oh, married. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I, I was going to say that, like, it might not... Like, I think the the ride here is more important than like learning something from this movie. It's just kind of like it's it's fun to see like an original bouncy Shakespeare play turn into a movie that is kind of also just about Shakespeare. Like, it feels it feels a lot like The Artist. I think is a good comparison where it's like, yeah, it's a movie about silent films that is just a really good silent film. And this is right. like, gotcha. it is a movie about Shakespearean plays, but it kind of just, it feels like an homage to the whole style. And I, I like, feel like we've established this before, but it, I think it bears repeating that Mark is a big Shakespeare fan. Like, it's funny like, because I've read three Shakespeare plays ever. Yeah, but every time like we bring up Shakespeare stuff, I feel like oh, you're yeah. really like I, defensive of it. In, Not in like a negative In way, high school, just, I was the one who would like read ahead. Um, right. You tried to make us watch Hamlet, and I put my foot down because it was like four hours long, and I knew you liked a different movie better. Also, you claimed that we couldn't watch the same movie twice, and we had already watched The Lion King. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm I'm not like big on Shakespeare. I get his like importance and that he was great when he was great, but like reading his stuff now and going through it, I don't know. It kind of all feels like melodrama. I know it's like such a bad take yeah, yeah, to yeah. like not like Shakespeare, but it like all just feels like melodrama and like trophy, which, it is, which like which I recognize I like. yeah. now. And it's been improved upon through years of writing drama. Um, I don't know. It's just, and so it's like to go back and write an original thing that like falls into the Shakespearean tropes just feels like, I don't know, like retell an old Shakespeare story and like there's value in that because like of the importance of those stories at the time, but to like go back and write like a new story that feels like Shakespeare, if it just feels like overly simple and like, like for example, Gwyneth Paltrow is dressing like a dude the whole time. Mm-hmm. And later on, William Shakespeare will dress up like a woman. And like, we're just to assume that these people are just idiots because they can't see through the, well, costume. But that well, that, that, well, that's that, how acting worked at the well, time. Well, yes, that's how a, on on the stage you can believe a certain thing, but when it's like real life, it's like. But also, like that is a it. thing that happened in Shakespeare plays. Like boys would dress as girls. Like not only in the no, I, 
in I, like not I, only would the actors dress as girls, but like in the play, there would be a girl character who dresses as a, as a boy character. I think Twelfth Night is like oh, that. yeah, well, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but 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 that but supposedly at the end of this Twelfth Night is written because <laughs> Will right. Shakespeare yeah. is inspired by his experience but also right. none of this is real that's why the yeah. melodrama doesn't bother me is like this is abraham lincoln vampire hunter a little bit like yeah. this is they, they they don't even pretend that this no, is actually and what like, happened i guess at the in the very first five minutes of the movie i thought like oh so it's about william shakespeare i guess it's like a biopic we're gonna find out about him the second gwyneth paltrow puts on like her mustache. I'm like, oh, this is not a biopic. This is something yeah. else. No. And no. Uh, I love the fact that they're like, we're going to go to Virginia. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a thing yet. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Well, it's like 1500. You barely just found a continent. Right. right. Um, okay. So Will is inspired by Viola and he starts writing more quickly. He eventually learns that Viola and Kent are the same person and he begins having a secret affair with her. Burbage finds out that Shakespeare had an affair with Rosalind. So he shows up at the theater and they causes a brawl. It's very much a Shakespeare fight. Yeah. Like there's always just, like a random fight in the middle and like, it's like a sword you know. fight in the middle, which like yeah. part of me was like, why is this happening? And then part of me was like, Hey, a sword fight. Right, exactly. Um, See, after I, the brawl, yeah. while drinking at a pub, it's revealed that Will is still technically married. Um, later, they find out that Marlo has died, and Will gets nervous for a bit that he caused it and that Wessex killed him, but nope. Uh, Viola also thinks he's dead for a sec. Uh, Viola then confesses her love, but they both know she has to marry Wessex because of duty Which and honor this, and all of that. This is all some extremely Shakespeare shit. Just all these like misunderstandings mm-hmm. going yeah. on. like. Uh, which I, I don't know. This Shakespeare shit works better for me. Just like all the assumptions that are made, like Viola just assumes Shakespeare is dead, which as we see later in Romeo and Juliet, the same shit happens in that play. Right. Um, I don't know. This homage stuff works for me in ways that like uh, Shakespeare being silly and like a dress um, doesn't work for me so much. <laughs> I think the the most important thing is that what works for me is the romance. Like Gwyneth Paltrow mm-hmm. does a good job as like a romantic lead of this movie. And I yeah. like because they're like kind of borrowing Shakespearean phrases and there's like a whole montage of like them reciting some like Romeo and Juliet sonnet to each other. They're like running lines but also like making out in the middle of it. Yeah, that uh, montage like, is the highlight of the movie, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I think that that montage and then the play at the end would be two highlights. Um, but just, like, hearing, like, romantic Shakespearean language in context of, like, seeing actual romance is like, oh, shit, this stuff is really, really good and beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes you, like, I think part of the what's great about this movie is that it actually kind of contextualizes Shakespeare a little bit. It shows, like, the plays that were coming before him where it was, like, just have a dog and a fight scene, and that's all they want. Uh, right. And then, and then like, the plays that come after him, mm-hmm. which are just hyper-violence and grim. Like, yeah. that's what we're supposed and, to And it, and it puts, like, it shows him in context of what's going on around, but also, like, it shows, like, what is modern plays are, like, movies. I don't know right. if you guys have thought about that before, but, like, you know, plays... Well, plays still exist. Basically, I don't movies. Know that we want. Well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but like the way that we kind of take in stories nowadays, 
but using his language and his style in in that setting is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then a little shit rats out that Viola is actually a girl and the cops come to shut down the theater. They end up getting a chance to perform at another theater, but they are down a lead actor. So Will takes over as Romeo. Um, after her wedding, Viola hears that the play is going to be put on. And so she rushes down to the theater. The boy who was supposed to play Juliet had his voice break overnight. So Harslow asks her to perform and she does as the Juliet to Will's Romeo and people love so, it. So, so yeah, that, that little shit that rats out Viola, his name is John Webster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a playwright. Yeah. In the and future. He, yeah. Appa- apparently he wasn't born yet. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, who cares, who though? Cares? <laughs> like, with this yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, who, who cares at this one? Because it's obviously not trying to be that. But, right. Oh, wait, no. His his life and career overlapped William Shakespeare. Okay, maybe I had the year wrong for when this... When is this movie supposed to take place? I don't know. I thought it was earlier 1500s. I don't know when Shakespeare was alive. All I know about the Queen Elizabeth is literally this movie and Elizabeth. So, yeah. not much. Um, yeah, gotcha. But, like, but yeah, he, I f- I, that uh, that reference was just so not for me because I was like, no, I had I, no idea. I see they're doing something here, but like yeah. it's lost on me. Like, I think it's lost on most uh-huh. people. I, like Queen like this... even later says something like, you will one day go on to be... Or... Well, well, there's something where they're like, what kind of plays do you That's, like or something? Was, there's something and, like that, yeah. And so it's the hyper-violence one, or they ask him what he thinks of Romeo and Juliet, and mm-hmm. he's like, could have died more or something like that, and it's meant <laughs> to show that he writes like grotesque, like Eli right. Roth stuff in the future. It, it, it feels like unnecessary in a movie about Shakespeare to just shit on another playwright. <laughs> But, but they do that with Marlo a little bit too. Like I don't know. Yeah. Did Marlo Man. really die in mysterious circumstances? I don't that know. Time? I should. I don't it. know. I was gonna say that uh, that character feels like the something something Picasso joke, but a little bit. That's yeah. someone that I don't yeah. know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, no, yeah. it definitely is supposed to be that, and so, we're supposed to think it's hilarious. He claims to be Marlo. Marlo is the one who like they. No, he's not. There's some other guy that they think wrote Shakespeare plays, actually, uh, or something. Well, people they, think that Shakespeare is like a combination of a bunch of different people. Right. What, Which, that he didn't exist? Yeah, yeah, more or less. It's like It was like a name that people published their plays under. Right. Weird. It's like... Well, uh, there's a picture of him from my English class. He existed. Oh, there are like puffier right, hair right, and sorry. pants than he did in the movie, but... Forgot about there is the picture. Oh, it, I think it's like Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. There's some kind of famous book series where they just like put a author's name on it. I mean, they actually do it a lot for like the Scholastic books. Yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. just there are written. some that have real authors, but then the rest are just like ghost written and they become like one author, oh, quote unquote, writes them, but it's a bunch of different I think that's how it. it normally works is that like the first person will write the first 10 Animorphs books and then because they have to publish like one a month, they'll be like, all right, this one's about um, a cockroach is their gym teacher. <laughs> Go. And then like some intern will write that book. So that, but Shakespeare is yeah. the theory. <laughs> no. The, the, theory, <laughs> the theory is that like there were like three guys that were like you know, mm-hmm. a playwriting team, and they were Shakespeare. Got it. It was Nancy Drew. That I wasn't an idiot. I mean, I'm sure it was I, also uh, the Hardy Boys. I don't think J.K. Rowling exists. I think J.K. Rowling uh, is five people uh, in a trench coat. I wish I could remember the name, the, person, the, 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 the name that she took on when she finished Harry Potter and wrote other books. What was that name? 
of uh, Robert Galbraith. Yeah, I only believe in Robert Galbraith. That's my joke. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> so Ian Fleming used the ghostwriter later on. R.L. Stein did. Tom Clancy, Patterson, Crichton. Well, what what like <sighs> Crichton and Patterson and uh, the other one you mentioned, Dick Clancy? Er, Clancy, do the Tom art of Clancy. the deal was ghostwritten. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, but uh, what they'll do now is they'll be like, "This is a Tom Clancy book with this other guy," and it's mostly the other guy. But Tom Clancy was like, "Um, make the main character sexist." Uh, Here's what I wanted to find. Here's what I wanted to find. That was his one request: was that's make that's the main one character note. sexist. Uh, make um, the bad guy Arabs. <laughs> Um, okay, I found book series by authors who never lived, so they were all ghostwriters, and it was Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys, okay. uh, Sweet Valley High. Um, they say Shakespeare, Alexander Dumas what, might not have been real. What about the Nancy Drew, Hardy Boys crossover? No, me and Chad read that. That's written by somebody oh, real. Well, there were, so there were crossovers I, before that comic book. Oh, uh, oh no, I'm sorry. talking about the comic book. <laughs> yeah. I meant I meant the actual book. Okay, yeah. yeah, fine. I was talking about the comic book. No. <laughs> the comic book is, is like good. the edgy crossover, and it yeah, rules. It's, it's so good. Um, <laughs> okay. Like the one I read, casino. They get involved in organized crime. It's it's all good stuff. It's fucking The good. one I read, the Hardy Boys friend Chet was had a crush on Nancy Drew's best friend. <laughs> cool. Who cares? Yeah, they had no bigger one. problems in the comic. Right. And they both okay. were at the same hotel for some reason. I don't know. Fine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's Scooby-Doo and the Globetrotters all over again. So the, the police show up to a arrest everyone again but the queen um intervenes by saying wow kent looks just like a girl but he isn't because i'm the queen and i know so they get away with it um the queen and she loved the play and she had that uh wager about uh whether or not a play could depict real love true love and And uh, it does so she wins the wager i thought that was nice Yeah. yeah Yeah. Um, however, Viola is still married and must sail away with her fiance to America. Shakespeare and Viola say goodbye, um, and he promises to immortalize her in his next play. She's the man, which is about a woman who disguises herself as a man. Wow, she's that the man is based on Twelfth Night. No, Viola. it wasn't meant to be a take. It's no, just hey, like what happened. Man, Amanda, Amanda Bynes, Bynes just keeps coming up in this. Oh, uh, Amanda Bynes, right? Yeah. Uh, so he wrote, uh, "She's the man," and then ten things <laughs> I hate about you and Lion King, and then he wrapped up his career. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Oh, Dunsies." The end. Uh, and then he wrote uh, Hamlet 2000, where Ethan Hawke plays Computer Hamlet. I can't really remember all that happens, but he I know also, there was like tech he also shit. wrote. Hamlet 2, which is actually yep. a movie about the making of Hamlet 2, which I think is a weird way to name that movie then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to name Hamlet 2? Hamlet 3? <laughs> making of <laughs> Hamlet 2. Mark, I made you watch Hamlet 2000, right? Yes. I watched it for some class. It's bizarre. You watched it I don't for think some it's class? that bad. You were like, hey, Mark, which version of Hamlet should I watch? And I was like, Kenneth Branagh. And you were like, but, but Hamlet 2000 is on Netflix. And I was like, fine. <laughs> right. I was mm. like, yeah, but one of them's like two hours. So. And then the next day you came home from class and you were like, I don't. I think I missed something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, who's the computer? I was well, like, I had to get it explained to me. was like, so is the computer Mufasa? I don't really know <laughs> if there's actually that much computer shit. It just, in my brain, there is. Um, anyway, so that's Shakespeare and love. They they mm. don't end up together. Viola, like, leaves, and he's like, I'm going to immortalize you, which 
Yeah. yeah, whatever. I don't know. It's a movie. I, I, I was fine on it. I didn't like hate it. I didn't love it. I thought there were some really good elements. I do like kind of the playing around and the Shakespeare sandbox of it. But I also was just like, eh, didn't yeah. do a lot for me. For me, so. there, were, there were definitely moments that were good. But then like, I don't know. I just really wasn't too hot on it. I, Mark, uh, you loved it. I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, it just it's just a fun like uh it's just kind of like it's like a Shakespeare play and it's like there's all kinds of shit going on and there's always shenanigans and puns and wordplay and just like the way that the sha- the dialogue is written is just like it just sounds good cuz Shakespeare just cares about like you know, writing cool good sounding sentences and putting words together in a good way. Right. It just like well, it is just pleasant to listen to people talk like that. So so do we think it deserved best picture? Do we think it deserved to win 1998? I mean, should we talk about the other movies of 1998? Yeah, we'll talk we're, about this that got nominated. Cody, which of the other movies that got nominated do you think should have beat this? Uh, well Chad, read them out to us and let, let's give right. our thoughts on them cuz Mark and I watched them. Yeah, uh so, I mean, Saving Private Ryan was one that was nominated. Um, I discussed that one mm-hmm. plenty. I think plenty. that that should beat this movie. Absolutely. You, you think that it should? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, the rest I've not seen, so I'll leave it up to you guys. But uh, Elizabeth, the other Elizabeth movie? Uh, I don't think that one's better than this. Um, I was kind of bored by that one. I don't I, remember it that well. I thought it was... Uh, I think the history is interesting in that, like, mm-hmm. I learned a lot and I appreciate that. But and I think that the the acting is good. But it uh, better. I need a better movie. Yeah. Right. So Shakespeare in Love would win over Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, Life is beautiful. I like Life is Beautiful a decent amount. I don't um, like it more than this movie. Mm-hmm. I was. I don't. I, I didn't love Life is Beautiful. I am. Um, I should have pulled up my 1998 list to see. Um, so it sounds like split on this one, may- maybe. Yeah. Oh, I weirdly don't have Life Is Beautiful on my 1998 list, so I wow. I think I would. Ah, uh, Shakespeare in Love would still probably beat it. Okay, so both of you think Shakespeare in Love beats that? Uh, yeah. Thin Red Line. Oh, Shakespeare in Love wins it. Yeah, I. Yeah. That's okay, Malik, so, right? That is Malik. Yeah. yeah. Mark watched that recently. I did. Boy, I, it's a long movie. I um I haven't seen it in like straight up like five years, but it's long and mm. I knew I didn't like it, so I didn't rewatch it. I it's Malik. I mean yeah. mileage may vary. I think Tree of Life is super good, mm-hmm. but I didn't song like Song to Thin Song Red. was bad. Right. Thin Red Line, I just like I probably should revisit it, but it's just like there's a lot of characters. I was never really sure of what was going yep, on. Yep. There's a lot of characters and all of them look the same. And mm-hmm. I just like, I I never could latch on to what was going on. So yeah. it was not for me. That's Man, how I, I did felt. not realize the cast that was in this movie. Yeah. yeah well, Chad, don't get excited. Ben. Don't get excited. They're in it for two seconds a piece. You have a hard time telling which is which. Yeah. Between Sean Penn, Adrian Brody, George Clooney, John Cusack, Woody Harrelson, okay. these okay. iconic all faces, you have a hard time telling them apart. All of those people are yeah. barely in it. Yeah. And really? I like I yeah. didn't even realize George Clooney or Woody Harrelson. Actually, I recognized George Clooney, but he had one line, and it was from the back, and I was like, I know that voice. That's Mr. Fox. That's, that's Mr. Fox. 
Yeah, Malik, it's shit like that. Yeah. Malik really likes barely putting Sean Penn in his movies. That movie is just Sean three Penn's hours. Sean Penn's in it a decent amount. He is. Oh, yeah. Okay. The movie is just three hours of trying to figure out which one is Jim Caviezel. Still don't know. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> he is Christ, our Lord. Right. Yes. So, um, so he's the saving... person of interest. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That, well, he's he'll find the person of interest on his CBS right. show. Um. So, so I think we Linus. can. I, I think I think Mark and I can agree that Saving Private Ryan definitely like so. Yeah. Shakespeare and Love might be in the two spot. Though, I think so. So yeah. it's not that Sounds shocking, like it, I yeah. guess, for it to win. Um. But it, it it does feel like an upset that it beat Saving Private Ryan. It yeah, does. I mean, but it, I think. It, Go ahead, Chad. It definitely does to me. I mean, I just really didn't like this movie, and I I know I'm in the minority. M- maybe I'm not. I'm sure there's a lot of jocks out there that think Shakespeare is lame. But I mean, people who like have an appreciation for like storytelling and art tend to like think, oh, Shakespeare, he's he's the best. And I just like he was great. But I think we've grown past him, and like literature has evolved to a place that I think is better than. I still think he's necessary for you to understand all that, though. Probably, yeah. No, I'm glad I learned about him. I'm glad I know like his bag of tricks. Um, but I guess I just am not interested in like a new story told in that way. So I just I just really didn't care for this movie. I get that. Yeah, um, and that's that's fine. I just I. I think it just like the the level of melodrama that Shakespeare does, and also mm-hmm. the le- the level of like cleverness, the combination of that just kind of like that's what I like. Yeah, I mean, that's you do have to hand it to like. this movie for like nailing that tone. Like yeah. they mm-hmm. really, really, really did. nailed it. What, um, Mark? Are there any other 1998 Oscar fun facts that you have for us? Um, not really. Uh, let me go back. Can I find? the Oscar page again. Um, th- there really wasn't, wasn't a whole lot of fun facts about this year's Oscars. Um, let's see. We already talked about the actors. What kind of shit went down with the screenplay? This one, best screenplay, uh, best adapted screenplay or yeah. Best original screenplay. Sorry. Um, yeah, that works. I'd, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. I'd buy that. I think. Yeah. Uh, I am. I am like, very on board for this movie winning that. I'm very not on board for this movie beating Saving Private Ryan for the best picture. Yeah, I'm probably on the on the same same boat there. Yeah. It also um, won best uh, original music or comedy score um, because they used to divide them like that, which is weird, which but is they weird. did. It is weird. But they were competing against A Bug's Life, Mulan, Patch Adams, and Prince of Egypt. <laughs> so, uh, like, Prince of Egypt won best original song. Yeah, uh, and it deserved it. Yeah, this was Pharaoh, before there Pharaoh, was an. A- oh baby, let my people th- go. Who this? This is yep. before there was an animated category. Um, because as we need to remind everybody, what was the first movie that won the best animated feature? Shrek. Yeah, absolutely, and we need to remind people. I I, I want to tell people what won animated once we get to animated each year. Um, mm. so the best be original song nominees from Prince of Egypt, mm-hmm. Armageddon. I uh, don't want to close my eyes. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Babe, Pig in the City. That's the one I haven't seen. Uh, the Horse Whisperer. No idea what the fuck that is. And The Quest for Camelot. Literally forgot that movie existed. Holy shit. Oh, That's my gosh. The Quest for Camelot. <laughs> 
Uh, I had I a little even... uh, toy from like uh, uh, Burger, Burger King. King. Yeah. yeah, it was like the horse from that movie. What even is Quest for Camelot? It's like, about dragons. The guy looking for Camelot. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I think. <laughs> I, don't I really know. don't remember. It's like these two explorers, and they like. Right? Am I thinking of the right one? Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking of the Road to El Dorado or something. As well. You're thinking of Road to El Dorado. You're yeah. thinking of Road to El Dorado, but they're What's kind What's the of quest similar. for Camelot? I remember that one, too. Looking it's a poster. guy and a girl, and they have two dragons, and they go like, I don't know. Looking at uh, the poster, it looks a lot like Dragon Tales. Yeah, I saw for, the two-headed so. dragon, and you got the, yeah. the tall guy and the short, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I definitely watched this movie, yep. but... I don't remember anything about it. Remember liking uh, it as a kid. Hey, uh, purely nostalgia. Get on that quest. Right, quest for it's Camelot. A good, it, it's a good movie. Um, I remember it being one. I literally have not watched it in probably twenty years. Yeah, and no, I'd be um, fascinated to listen to a purely nostalgia episode about the quest for Camelot. <laughs> so, right. Um, the 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 host of the ceremony was Whoopi Goldberg for the third time. That's it's fun to know that. Yeah, um, Jimmy Kimmel's done it twice now. <laughs> Twice. We don't know who's going to host it this year. So, this I don't know. Kimmel to do it again, I guess. And Supposedly <laughs> he's not. Supposedly he's not. Okay. So I don't know who he was kind of. It was just boring both years. Yeah, he's not bad. He's just kind of boring. Yeah. Um. Okay. So let's wrap it up, I guess. So now it's time to debate whether or not this is better than. Wow, I take notes of this to remind Rushmore. 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 Is this movie better than Rushmore? Um. Oh boy. Uh so Mark, let's uh let's start with you. It's it, uh it's weird to compare these two movies because they're both movies that I hadn't seen before and then I watched and I enjoyed. I think that I did in like what I'm saying is it's Great not like analysis, one of them. Mark. Yeah, you, one you of have them no, is like, one you haven't been able to think about either of them for a very long time, basically. And there's no emotional attachment to either of them. Right. Um I do think that I enjoyed Rushmore uh more, but that's because I'm rushing this idea. So, so is that your is that what you're <laughs> I was I was rushing <laughs> was a, my thought and I liked it more fine oh, rush okay more gosh just Chad, pick, take it away just pick shakespeare in love because that was bad <laughs> uh uh so you pick rushmore yeah i do okay uh i pick rushmore too um i mean I, yeah i wouldn't i wasn't too out on this movie and i really liked rushmore so that's all i have to say about that I also picked Rushmore according to my 1998 list. So, hey, oh. a three-way. Without um, checking your letterbox list, is that about what you would have thought you'd say at this that, point? That's what I thought. I couldn't remember how close it was. For whatever reason, in my mind, it was closer, but yeah. it's not. There's Bugs Life and The Parent Trap are in between, both of them. So, <laughs> interesting. Um, um, yeah, because it's interesting because it feels like in the Rushmore episode, you were more, I guess because you were the one that wasn't the hottest on it, you just sort of defaulted into the, the more negative thing. Negative yeah. I think it's fine. It. I just yeah. don't love it that much, but yeah. like, that's kind of how I felt about this movie too, yeah. but to a lesser and degree. So because I was like the most hot on this one, you were able to take a more neutral. Okay. That makes sense now. Yeah. I th- resolved it myself. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, so, I mean, that, that's pretty simple. Um, yep. So, uh, there it is. That's the best movie in 1998. Let's, uh, let's tell people where, we can f- where they can find us on the internet. Mark. 
I am now cross-platform Wallington Mark. He did it. I made him. Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, all Wallington Mark. Uh, My square cash, though, is I think it also is Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Chad, where can people find you? Uh, You guys already know cross-platform. I've always been Chad. At Chad Cross-platform OG over here. Uh, Yeah. So... Uh, don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. Oh, um, there you go. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter. On Letterboxd, you can find me at Cody Lunsford. No underscore necessary. Um, should I have done the underscore to yeah. keep it? Yeah. Consistent? What are you doing? Yes, but I am actively pursuing trying to get the Cody Lunsford from Twitter and <laughs> Instagram. Twitter. Report Cody Lunsford on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> so I can get the name back. Hey, can we uh, really like, get that Cody Lunsford report underscore? Cody Lunsford. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then they'll kind of think it's me. Um, maybe like get Cody his Twitter back or something like yeah. that. Um, give Cody his name or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and throw in a blue check mark while you're at it. Throw in a blue check mark. But so the the reason Mark and I have new letterbox names is because we both upgraded to pro status using the Black Friday sale. Uh, we can see all kinds of stats that are going to make our brains explode and have us like <laughs> way too nerdy about shit. But it's fun. Um, <laughs> you can follow the show at We Pick Picks W E P I C K P I C S on Instagram and Twitter. You can also join us on the Best Pictures Facebook group. Um, yeah, that's all we want to talk about today. We'll talk about other stuff at other times. Um, yeah, I think let's uh, wrap it up. Mark, what's the best movie in 1998? Rushmore. Cody, what's the... Or I'm sorry, Chad, what's the best picture of 1998? Uh, Rushmore. Hey, Cody, what's the best film of 1998? Best film of 1998 is... <laughs> I almost fucked up in Shakespearean love. Is Rushmore... Goodbye, everybody, and remember, tell Shakespeare something more cheerful next time.